Welcome, welcome to 561 Music. My name's Ben. And I'm Hector. How are you, Hector? I am, uh, I'm doing okay today. Yeah, I'm let's little, hear about it. Come on. A little, little bit of a back incident this weekend. We went to uh, Riverhawk Festival up in That's Brookville. It. Just stupid, man. Dropped my phone, went to pick it up, and that was it. My back ate up. Yeah. Right. I, I tell you what, though, you were a trooper. Right. We went through like two days, two gigs, and you could barely even like yeah, move at all. We still had two uh, two full sets to play on the stage there, and uh, it was a uh, it was uh, you guys literally set me up and did my sound check and handed me my bass, and then I just stood perfectly still and played. <laughs> and I know what you're it like. Sucked. I know you, I know you hate at people doing stuff for you, and you you know oh, you, you man, like to be worst. chipping in. So yeah, I know it's doing your head in, but you know it was fine. We were happy to do it. Uh, it was the worst. It was the worst. Yeah, but it was a fun time apart from that, wasn't it? We had a great time up there. Oh, it was a fantastic festival. We stayed in this insane place that was like um, a mid-century modern... You were telling me about it. I think we talked about it last week on the podcast. You were telling me all about it, and I thought you were exaggerating, but we got there and it was like a time capsule. It was like somebody plucked this place out of 1955 and dropped it there. Pristine condition. Like It's not like it was left abandoned since then. It's like... All the attention to detail. I would I would open like a kitchen cabinet, and there was like there was like utensils and things still wrapped from like the Sears catalog tags and stuff. I mean, it was ridiculous. Yeah, it was it crazy. Was ridiculous. Had that tiny little fridge and the you know the sort of iron fridge there, and yeah. one of those old TVs, and you can't even plug an old TV in anymore. No, it was, it was pretty wild. It was Airways. pretty wild. It was wild. Yeah, I got one more quick thing. Yeah, before we uh, we move on to our our main attraction tonight. So when this drops, it'll be midnight. So it's actually Friday, which is actually your birthday. So oh. a, little, a little something for you for your birthday. Oh, you I know you're a, you're a Star Trek freak. Ah! So. You got Star Trek stuff. Yeah, oh, that's cool. <laughs> I'm such a nerd. You got me a Borg cube. Oh, it's perfect. A Borg cube yeah. deluxe mega kit. What even is that? I don't even know, but it lights up and makes sounds. So I thought oh. that was, you know, that works for me. That's awesome. <laughs> What's this guy? I figured that you can tear the sleeves off and bleach like you do with all your shirts, <laughs> and it would be an amazingly incognito nerd shirt. Oh, it's, that's amazing, Starfleet Academy. So um, this is uh, – anyone who doesn't know about Star Trek, this is the Starfleet Academy in Star Trek. It's pretty cool. Oh, my God, and you got me some stickers too. Yeah, yeah you know, shirt. I don't know what happened. <laughs> Five years ago, I didn't care – a thing about Star Trek, and all of a sudden, I've just been taken by this uh, obsession. So, thank you very it's much. It's America, baby. <laughs> <laughs> That's so kind. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, you got Pleasure. it, man. Happy birthday, man. Appreciate it, dude. All right, let's move on to our, our, our guests today. Yeah, we have uh, Brian True and Brian Bolin from Uproot Hootenanny. How's it going, guys? Good, man. Well. Welcome. Yeah. Well. Thanks. Yeah, cool. Thanks, Thanks for coming. And we're not brothers, just saying. <laughs> or twins <laughs> brothers from other mothers there you go <laughs> so um we Kilbillies and you, and you guys have been kind of we play a lot of the same places and a K once in a blue moon especially back in the day we used to play the same like festivals and things like that you know yeah. we've been rubbing along kind of next to each other for years and years and years and um you know I always sort of look to you guys as a uh, people who are really doing it properly and always sort of really respected you guys. So I'm really glad so. to have you yeah. on. It's Appreciate awesome. that. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got so somebody fooled anyway. <laughs> <laughs> That's what it's all about, I think. Well, most of it is smoke and mirrors, the music industry. I know. I, I saw you guys had a banjo and I was like, what's going on here? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, yeah because when we started, it was, it was me and, and Micah and that's kind of uh, – and then, and then um, our first bassist, Luke – and that's kind of when that you know I think we sort of used to see each other the most back in like 2012. Yeah, you guys were a trio, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. For a while. yeah. And then 
And then we broke up for a couple of years, and I put the band back together, and, and then we bumped into each other at um, Crazy Uncle Mike's yeah. the other month, didn't we? Yeah, you were doing right. a solo thing. Yeah, that's yeah, it. It was awesome. Yeah, and so then now we're doing this podcast. I thought it was a perfect uh, excuse to uh, have you guys over for a chat, you know? Absolutely, perfect. yeah. So um, I'm going to ask you a few questions. The, the first one is um, I'll ask you Brian T. Um, uh, why did you start playing music and what were the early kind of experiences and influences surrounding that like do your parents play like what were they listening to what was the what was the kind of um what was the vibe like uh, when you were bringing... a kid and growing up yeah um yeah so definitely musical family like my my mom she played piano as a kid but my mom's brother my uncle he plays uh electric guitar he's an incredible electric guitar player he actually is uh he was a like a carpenter, he did. He built sailboats, built airplanes, which is really good with wood. And he actually built the fiddle that I was, you know, I'm playing, playing now. That's amazing. And uh, yeah, just every weekend he would play at Pineapple Joe's, little honky tonk bar in Fort Pierce, and uh, we'd go watch him play and just watching him. And I was like, oh man, this is what I want to do. And then in middle school, I was lucky enough to have orchestra um, offered, and so I picked viola because. It was different, <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> like, and nobody else wanted to play it. So, um, and then later on, switched to fiddle in college or right. violin in college. But yeah, just basically, yeah, all the family kind of my dad's side. My dad can't really play anything, not even the radio. Like, <laughs> yeah, like oh, he plays a bit of bugle. gramophone. Yeah, <laughs> the bugle. I played the bugle. <laughs> the Royal Air Force. Um, and it's your terrible. dad's English, right? He's very English. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. And, we were yeah. talking about that the other day. I think uh, both our dads are from Essex, which is yep. pretty cool. Just down the street. Yeah. He was. You said your dad's from Brentwood. Yeah. My dad's from uh, uh, Basildon, oh, but he was cool. born. The, the hospital was in Brentwood. So that's yeah, awesome. Pretty crazy. Yeah, absolutely. So you've been over to uh you've been over to like the UK and Ireland a lot, right? Yeah, been to U- well, obviously UK growing up, but we've never we've never played as a band in the UK, but we've been to Ireland more times than we can count. Just probably that's used awesome. to go at one point where we were going like two or three times a year, which is pretty crazy. Yeah, yeah, that's so great. What what kind of circuits do you do when you go there? Like um where where are you playing? I thought you said what kind of circus. Yeah. <laughs> That's exactly. I don't what even know. You got to make posters of that. Well, heck, we started going there probably like 15 years ago, and not, didn't have any gigs lined up. Just had some friends invite us, and uh, and we just brought our instruments, played in pubs, you know. And then, right. uh, heck, we probably started the band a few years after that. So we didn't really pick up gigs until we got that band, the band going. Right, and then. Um, we we play anywhere from pubs to festivals. Uh, Have you ever been to Galway? Yeah. Did you oh, yeah. play at the Roisin Dub? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Cool place. Yeah, yeah we played there a couple times. Yeah, mm-hmm. I played there with my punk band but years ago. Did they uh, have the apartment that you guys used to see? Yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah that's that's a fun spot. Yeah. Yeah, yeah we had that. We, well, at the time, we were playing with Hermitage Community, another band. Um, and so there was probably like 12, 13 guys. And that... That, are, they, are they Irish or yeah, they're yeah. from yeah Ireland, and uh, we were supporting them, and I think it only houses like eight people that apartment. Right. So my dad decided to. My dad was like our tour manager back in the day because he knew how to drive on that side of the road. Yeah, and he hooked us in a hostel literally <laughs> right around the, the corner, and uh, <laughs> he books it. We're in the pub, and he comes in. And he goes, "Oh, mate, I booked you in some pretty dodgy spots, but 
this is probably the dodgiest. <laughs> that's great, was it? Oh, my God, man. Yeah. That's probably the worst one we've been in, yeah. That's hilarious. But it was literally right down the street, so you think it's a nice place, kind of that, that area yeah. in Galway is pretty nice. But yeah. no, it was not too nice, but it was one of the experiences. But there's, you know, Ireland's amazing. The people are so nice there. And yeah, absolutely. Um, I always sort of think it, you know, I, I have a little bit of a, a kind of um, – insecurity surrounding that because you know i play a lot of irish music and bluegrass and all that and i'm an english guy yeah. you know <laughs> but like um you know i think i've been doing it long enough at this point where i've sort of you know i've come to terms with it myself and it doesn't really bother me when people quiz me about it you know <laughs> right, yeah, right. Did, at the beginning though it was weird because i didn't really know what to say it's like why are you playing irish music if you're english Eventually, I just realized the answer was because I like it. Leave yeah. me alone. You know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it depends where you are and who you're with. I mean, we played yeah. a show where it was where we opened with Tom Tom. And it, it's kind of this, it's an Irish sounding instrumental. And then about halfway through, we kind of play four, four time bluegrass. Yeah. And uh, the band came up to us and was like, you know, you might not want to open with that one next time because these people have heard that kind of stuff a thousand times over. Yeah. And then a couple of nights later, we're down in Bandon and they want to hear. You know, uh, Irish Rover and and really? was, yeah, it was like that so, was one of something I was really curious about. Is like when you go to Ireland, do you like play Irish songs? Or, or and really. I guess the answer is uh, yeah. I mean, yeah. but how many times have we had yeah. sing-alongs and like? Yeah, yeah. Or, oh no, you know, we, but like yeah. if we're playing our set, they want to kind of hear the American stuff. But sure, at the yeah. end of the night, everybody wants to sing. They're like, mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, sing yeah. song. <laughs> and I, you know, I, I agree with you. Like I, I felt the same way growing up too. Like my dad really loved Celtic music. Like our whole family are last name is true and so it's cornwall and it's celtic yeah and so like you know after while i was in high school we started a little celtic band and my dad took us to ireland when we were like 16 and it was i was playing boron and there's you know we had a fiddle player guitar my brother played irish flute and so i kind of had the same identity crisis too i'm like well i'm not really irish yeah (laughs) you know and i know i'm pretty english and american but I love this music, so why why not? You know. Like, yeah, I get asked it. every gig, and so it really, you know, I had to kind of figure out how I felt about it. But here's the thing: my my dad's mother is straight up 100 percent Irish, so yeah, it's like so it's whatever. Here, yeah. And you know, I could get an Irish passport if I wanted to. Yeah, you know. So, but um, and you know, it's just, ultimately, ultimately, it's just like only really problematic if you if you start sort of like pretending you're someone you're not. You know, yeah. and like a sort of uh, adopting politics that are weird or something like that. Yeah, you know? yeah. I think just when it comes to the music, you know, it's, right. it's, it's a great tune. Yeah, yeah we exactly. always tell we always tell Ben just don't worry about it, man. I mean, he's he's English, worried about playing Irish music, and his bandmates are Italian and Cuban. So <laughs> don't worry yeah. about it. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. we'll be in an Irish pub. They're like rebel songs. I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't know what to do here. Do you play any of those? No. I don't know, just because I don't know any. Right, like, yeah. Yeah, they're fine. There's the uh, the one that I kind of, every now and again, we know it, but one time I got in trouble playing it, it was Come Out Your Black and Tans. Yeah, I was going to say that. Yeah, because we, 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 it's such a banger. It's such yeah, a cool song. It is cool. <laughs> like, you know, Especially. we learned how to play it, and we do play it every now and again. But um, there was this one time at, um, at the Square Grouper when a guy in the, who was, used to be in the British Army and was stationed in Ireland God. came up to me and was like, why are you playing that? <laughs> yeah. And I was like, yeah, it's a good question. Why am I playing? It can't make me feel awful, actually. It's strange, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah, totally. Because so, you can, you know, you can divorce the politics from the music, especially here, you know, yeah. and just sort of see it as, as, as music. But it, with 
especially like a song like that. I mean, they're intertwined. You can't, you know, yeah, it is right, yeah. a good tune. Yeah. Yeah. But um, so, yeah, I don't know. I found myself in a bit slightly dodgy situations with that in the past. And so I generally just stick to the stuff that's, you know, not, a, not about that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> sure. Let's just uh, drink yeah. whiskey and yeah. talk about those songs. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, Brian B., um, when you were growing up, what was your uh, kind of situation? Do your parents musicians? Or? Uh, no, not really. Um, no. My parents, you know, the music they listened to was like in car rides. I remember Kenny Rogers and, right. uh, you know, I don't know, Neil Diamond. Um, we, I grew up in New Jersey. Okay. And, uh, uh, you <laughs> know, we didn't have country music, you know. Right. It was like uh, totally different. Um, I have an older brother about two years older than me. He was into music. Yeah. Um, you know, helped push me towards like Led Zeppelin and stuff like that. And, um, but yeah, I got into playing music when I was about 10 years old and I heard my neighbor playing the intro to Sweet Child of Mine on his front porch. Yeah. And I was like, that was the first time I was like, this regular guy that I hang out with can, can play. I thought you had to be a rock star to do that. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Funny enough, I, I got a guitar for, for Christmas that year and I never learned that riff to this day. That, <laughs> but that's what kind of made me look to play guitar. And I started playing that, that December. I yeah. think that riff is responsible for a lot of people learning how to play <laughs> right, guitar. Right. I remember the first time I heard it. Yeah, it was a big one for sure. Like, um, so yeah. But do you, do you play anything else other than guitar? Just a few of the strings, instruments I'll dabble in. You know, upright yeah. bass. When we started upright hoot nanny, I was oh, playing bass, yeah. and uh, you know, I messed around on the mandolin a little bit, but pretty yeah. much stick to guitar. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, you're really good at it, so I don't blame you. Uh, um, so when you guys write. Do you have – is there, one of you like more of a writer than the others, A, and B, um, like what – do you have a process of any kind? Let's see. Um, um, yeah, I mean Dave, our banjo player, um, he and Brian, they guys, you guys kind of really got together and wrote the majority of all the originals. Um, and then they would bring it to kind of the table and we kind of go from there. But um, yeah, I mean you would come up with a hook usually. Or yeah, like Dave would come uh, up with something and you'd be like, he needs a hook and you'd be the hook guy. I love writing with people, yeah. And Dave and I, we really, we love doing that. You know, I, he, he likes explaining where his idea comes from and he might have a, you know, he might have a chorus, he might have yeah. one verse or something and, and, you know, we come up with changes in the bridge and that's how we did Broward County Line and, you know, a bunch why of I others, drink. why I drank and, and uh, yeah, I, I just love doing that, you know, and, and yeah. even the, some of the stuff that you would bring over, like yeah. the instrumentals, you would have the melody and I'd put chords behind it and, yeah. you know. Yeah, and then like like you just saying Tom Tom, like we'd come up with, this, I had this like Irish jiggy thing kind of going on and then the guys would be like, man, it'd be really cool if we kind of did it like in 4-4 right. and then it comes into the whole thing and you're just like, I never even thought of that, you know, <laughs> like yeah. things like that, which is kind of cool. But Dave would go in these kind of like, he would write like a ton of songs at one time and then just bring them on the table and then not write. They, you guys wouldn't write for a while, but then it'd come back around. I guess it's everybody, though. You know, you go yeah. through these things. Yeah, I definitely, I definitely get these kind of fertile periods where I just... And I, I tend to write, like, three or four songs that are quite similar to each other. It's like, you know, all part of just generally almost like the same idea. Right. You know? And then, uh, and then I'll just... And then I, I kind of dry up for a little bit and then something else will inspire me. But, yeah, the last, last time was about three months ago and again I wrote like three songs and you know out of that I probably end up sort of ultimately keeping like one of them you know because they're all sure. kind of the same song right, right. <laughs> yeah. which one kind of has a cool hook to it yeah. yeah but the other thing we do is um, is like 
Hector comes up with ideas sometimes and then he, he just brings them to the rehearsal like guitar ideas and it's like I got this you know yeah. like and then I, I, I have a, like a phone full of lyrics and we just try and shoehorn my lyrics into it and see what we can come up with right yeah. Yeah. you yeah, just start scrolling through the lyrics and which one of these are going to fit that too oh, yeah, yeah. This one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I find that when we're recording stuff or in the process of recording we're a lot more efficient when it comes to writing almost like we okay. write out of necessity like when, right. we, when we were making our first album um, we were learning to record. We recorded ourselves, so we didn't really know what we were doing. Yeah. And we had this song that we called Hoot Nanny Blues, and it right. was basically, you know, it was, it was us just verses about making fun of each other, why we're so bad at playing. And then the hook was, that's why I drink, that's why I booze. And we're like, well, heck, we got this recording equipment. Let's change the lyrics so it's not just about us, <laughs> and let's uh, make a song out of it, you know? And that's yeah, one cool. of our more requested songs. Yeah. Same thing with... Uh, you know, the five shots of whiskey and off we go. It was like we had this album, our third album. And it was like, you know, we need a kind of a sing-along, kind of a, you know, we don't have a good drinking song on this one that we need. Yeah. And so we, you know, same idea kind of. We put it together in a day, you know, like really quick. Yeah. And and um, on the other side, same thing. We were, we were, that was on our first album. And I was like, I have this recording gear I don't even know how to use. Right. And I'm like, let's write a song and record it and see what happens. And it was yeah, like, cool. you know, I, I feel like it... It so you've out. been doing it, you've been like doing some home, you do it at home, do you? Do well, we rented a spot, yeah, just okay. a, we walked into a place, we were looking <laughs> for a, uh, a place to store our gear and right. maybe practice, and this place had already been changed into a recording studio, yeah, plexiglass window, had all wood paneling, oh, it had crap. a shower yeah. and a it's bathroom, like and, you know, at the yeah, time yeah, we were paying like crazy. 500 bucks a month for it, it was crazy, it was like, wow. so nice, so we did our albums there, and then we went to Power Station Studios. Yeah, that's uh, when no name uh, I've been in there. Right, yeah. yeah, yeah, that was for our most recent CD. We did that. Yeah, but, cool. Yeah, what, what do you think of that place? It's pretty awesome. Isn't it? Yeah, it's great, man. Those yeah. guys are so cool. And that slotted pine that they have yeah. the walls. Mm. Is, what's the guy crazy called Tony Bon Jovi? Is that it? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. the guy who designed that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And they used to have that other spot in um, Port St. Lucie as well. You remember the the Avalon Studios? We haven't been there, but I've, I've, I've heard about place. it. Yeah. yeah, I used to go up there when before my home studio was any good. I used to go up there to record demos every now and again. And it's basically like a little satellite. It's the same. It has the same slotted pine walls and everything. Yeah, it's cool. Yeah, it was, it was neat. I think they stopped. I think it's still there, but I think now they just do like acoustics um, consulting. I think they've oh, stopped like, yeah. having bands coming. Right. right. Yeah, anyway. Yeah, Power Station. Cool spot. Big up Power Station. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah no, what we did with the last No Name Scar Band, I'm also in this punk band called No Name Scar Band. Um, uh, what we did with with that band is I recorded nearly all of the stuff at my house, but then we had them we had them mix the drums and send us just like a completely mixed drum track because right. like they got all that really nice outboard gear and it's yeah. so, that's yeah. the hardest thing really. If you you know with a rock band is getting the drums right, you know. I would have no idea. But <laughs> <laughs> I think I'll take your word for it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I think probably in this kind of thing, and you know, like roots music and bluegrass and stuff, is getting the double bass rights. Yeah, like that, you know, getting all the tones yeah. in that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, being sneaky is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Very <laughs> subtle. Yeah, nice like yeah. cover up. <laughs> so, um, when it comes to your own sort of personal musicianship, um, do you still practice? I teach a lot so oh, really? okay. yeah I I, yeah i teach violin guitar ukulele so i pretty much from like 2 30 to 7 every day um doing that so when i do practice it, it's mostly guitar like mandolin i rarely just practice fiddle at the house i wish i did more of it but i just 
doing it so much during the day. Yeah. It's kind of like, man, I don't really want to. But if I'm practicing at home, I'm usually just playing guitar or mandolin because I love right. those instruments. But um, I need to practice more, I'd say that. Yeah, I, think, I don't think there's many people out there who's like, who can say that they don't yeah. need to practice more. And what about you, Brian? You still practice? Uh, you know, Brian's got to take care of his fish. I'm very busy with the fish tanks. Yeah. <laughs> he's, got, he's got 17 fish tanks. In his nah, house. Not, not that many, but I'll get there someday. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. It's all um, warm. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Oh, yeah. into it, man. Yeah, it's yeah, cool. It's pretty that's cool. A, that's a big job, isn't it? You know, keeping it right. Keep it's, it, there's a lot going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm fairly new to it, so right. I just you know. I had a I, for years. I had a 95 gallon tank uh, with all sorts of like way more expensive than they needed to be fish and corals and stuff <laughs> yeah. like that. And it was cool and it was fun. And uh, and then we had a hurricane and mm. the power was out for a week and oh, everything yeah. died. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, oh, so now I have a, a 35 gallon bio cube or a 30 nice. gallon bio cube. And oh, it's yeah. all self contained and I pretty much just feed the fish. I do nothing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I just I mean, wipe the glass every now nice, and then. Yeah. And it just I have does. a 16 gallon bio cube. Yeah. And uh, it's because I got it. I always wanted to get into saltwater fish tank. So I got it as a Christmas gift last yeah. year and a 47 gallon. And then uh, I didn't really do my research. I was kind of listening to people, asking questions. So yeah. I killed everything. Every time I put a fish yeah. in there, I felt like I was sending a fish, a, a chimpanzee to the moon to see uh, how long it lived. You know? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I just, yeah. Like, oh, I'll give this one a week and see what happens. You know? <laughs> yeah, so everything yeah. was dying. So I was like, you know what? Let me get, I saw a bio cube on a, you know, Craigslist <coughs> or one of those. I was like, let me grab that, see uh, if I could do it myself the right way from the beginning. And shortly after I got that, someone said, hey, I got a friend of a friend that has – a 150-gallon tank with all kinds of <laughs> enemies and corals and livestock, free. No one wants to get rid of everything, you know. And I, yeah. I mean, it must be $10,000 worth of stuff in there. Yeah. So I was like, yeah, oh, no, yeah. yeah, it's not cheap. Needless to say, we, don't, we can't close the laundry room door anymore. <laughs> so but uh, the, the pub in my house looks great it's with fish tanks. the Lantana know? Aquarium. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's it's like charging money. Like, He's like, got the out to the backyard. Growing, yeah, wow. yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's yeah. awesome. Anyway, so he doesn't really practice because he's got to take <laughs> no, I mean, because he's overwhelmed fish. by fish. You know, I feel like we, we learn songs when we have to, and yeah. you might learn like you know fiddle tunes or something, something yeah. new. You'll work that out. Yeah. But I'd say on a on a regular basis, no. Yeah. But, you know, I, we do play a lot, so it's you know practice for us might be at a gig where. It's but like, you hey, are the, you'd be tunes. the one that yeah. like brings a new tune to. You're like, dude, I heard this. I wanna, yeah, let's constantly do this. have things working and yeah. stuff like that. Um, yeah, way more than now. Back else, back when we, you know, pre-COVID, when we were really busy playing and and you know pushing for more festivals, more traveling, we would get together weekly as a band, and we'd spend about a half hour just talking about you know our schedule coming up, and yeah, and uh, and then we'd spend like a half hour to an hour just going through a new song or fixing what went wrong from the last one. Yeah, and that was probably the most productive period for us when we got together yeah. because. You know, you could have a you know something you want to talk about with your bandmates, something that at a, happened at a gig, but you never want to bring it up at a gig and say you know. Yeah. So we're like, let's wait till we get together. But we would do it. We get together every week, and we're like, hey, you know, you can't throw the cooler across the parking lot, Dave. You know, you can't be doing that next week. And we'd air it out, and it just helped everything. So we had that time together where it's like we could practice. You know, like, hey, what harmony are you singing there? Because I'm not yeah. sure it was right. You know, and yeah. and we'd work that stuff out. And well, you have to meet to do that, though. You know, it's it's hard to do that on stage or anything. So. That that's that was practice for us, you yeah. know. Yeah, for sure. We pra- we try and practice on Thursdays. It's kind of like Thursdays unless anything else is happening. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. right. That's the other thing. Yeah. 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 Right. Uh, um, one little thing. Yeah. We, How often are you guys playing? I mean, are you playing right pretty much all week, every weekend, or yeah, Thursday yeah. through Sunday. Thursday I mean, Sunday. me and him are the band's probably three times a month. 
Okay. The full band. Post-COVID, we kind of... How many of you guys are there on stage these four. days? Four. Normally four these days, yeah. Okay. What's okay. the instrumentation? Who are the guys? Who have we got? O- OJ from the Resolvers. Do you know him, Smith? Uh, I don't he, think we've he met. He plays Cajon. And okay. then oh, Nico cool. plays bass with us and also ben- our original basser, Chris Benelli, but he's on a road trip. Okay. He's coming back. Um, and then... Yeah, that's pretty much the solid three or the four. Yeah, cool. post COVID, our bass player, full time Chris, he just kind of tricked out his van so we could sleep in it and travel across the country. And he oh, just, wow. you know, he just went and did it, you know, and that's good for him. And he's awesome. loving it. He's yeah, having a good time. Right, right. And a little jealous. Instagram, and a good time Instagram to do it because, yeah. you know, we started picking up these weekly gigs as a duo, sometimes a trio. So, uh, you, yeah. know, the, you know, we were all just feeling out how this was going to work after COVID shut down. Oh, sure. So he's like, you know what? How about I just take off, you know? And he just took off and he's out in Colorado, California, Nevada, all over the place. And he'll be back for Thanksgiving. So hopefully we get to talk to him to see what he. We have a you know, his ideas are coming up because yeah. we'd like to get some more momentum going, you know? Yeah, for sure. Because we would get calls to do gigs and we're like, well, we got to make sure he can make it, make sure yeah. they can make it. And we're like, yeah. you know, let's just, you know. The more people you add to a band, the more difficult it gets yeah. in every respect. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Hey, yeah. But, 100%. The, uh, but also, it sounds better. So, you know, it's a toss up. The, um, our, the, the, the bass player we, that was in the band um, before Hector joined. Zach also they had off across the country in a van, which is quite mm. weird. Just Happened to our bass player as well. Why are bass yeah, players? Yeah, yeah. Bass players are just the weirdest bunch. <laughs> yes, we are. It's, it's so weird, man. Yeah. Everybody says drummers, but no, it's bass players are just so I meant odd. to tell you, Ben, um, I bought a van. And, uh, I might be going somewhere. I don't know where. <laughs> That's awesome. Um, so, yeah, you guys have got three albums, right? Yeah. Have you got any uh, plans to make a fourth? Yeah, I mean, we just Jim did Ryan. that, um, the song, Hang Up Your Spurs uh, in Heaven. Uh, that would be on there. And then Brian's got a, probably three or four kind of right there finished. Yeah. Right. Love to. You know, cool. But, we started, you know, again, during lockdown, and it just proved to be too much of a stress on everybody. And, right. you know, we, we didn't know if we could shake hands or, you know, we're like walking the yeah. same door. It, was, <laughs> it just was weird. And it wasn't working, you know, so we kind of just shelved that project yeah. and then, just, but we do have songs ready to go, and I got a lot of pieces of songs that I'm just waiting because when we get in that recording mood, it's like I know they're going to come out, you know? Yeah, for sure. So, have you guys got kids? I I do. Right. I yeah. have a seven-year-old, and I got another one coming in January. Gotcha. Wow. That's exciting. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. yeah. Hector is the only the one in our band who's, who has kids at the moment. Uh, um, me and James are still uh, still no kids. But um, yeah, I you know I imagine that kind of complicates oh, band sure. life, you know. Yeah, and he was born during COVID, so it was like, <laughs> oh wow, it was kind of a blessing in disguise because we weren't traveling as much, and like I could be home with her while she was pregnant, and then he came, and so I got to got to be there. Otherwise, I'd probably be in Ireland, you know, like we were planning yeah. on being in Ireland literally the month before he was supposed to come, and he came early. So, um, but yeah, it's been it's been good in that respect as far as like family time. Um, but yeah, Mitchin, you know, like I want him to be able to see me on stage for sure. Like his son came out, the seven year old came out to the festival this week, got on stage awesome. with us, sang some John Prine songs, what? got to get the whole experience, cool. got the artist lanyard. Uh, yeah, you yeah, know? Yeah. Yeah, that's <laughs> cool. He was stoked. So I'd love that, you know, I'd love to be 
on a stage, you know, for my kid to see that, that'd be awesome, you know. Yeah, my yeah. kids are uh, 15 and 17, and my, my my son, yeah. Jesus. Yeah, I'm older than I look, man. <laughs> uh, uh, my, uh, well, your my, phone's a lot heavier than it looks, too, because you, yeah, you threw your back out yeah, picking that up. Yeah, 100%. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, it's because I'm getting old, though. Um, yeah, he uh, he's, uh, he's a drummer. He's at, He actually learned learned here, so he's been playing since he was like 10 or whatever, but he, he comes out to, uh, I, I was in a Nirvana tribute band for a while with justin actually and he came, he came out to all those shows yeah, and uh, that's so cool and then yeah. now um you know it was it was a big joke when i when i started playing kill billy because he was like oh you're gonna be a country band i like country or whatever <laughs> but then he started coming out to a couple of shows and he digs it man he yeah, comes out yeah. Some, yeah sometimes sometimes like we'll play at like brogues or something not brogues uh, uh irish brigade uh o'shea's o'shea's yeah. yeah we'll play at o'shea's uh in downtown west palm and you know, he, he he's eight, he's 17, he'll be 18 actually this Sunday, and he's like, you know, do you think they'll let me in? It's like 21 and over after a certain time. I'm like, I ah, just tell him you're the bass player. So yeah, and then he'll tell him. my bass. Yeah, he, <laughs> so he walks in and he'll he'll pick a little quiet corner and just sit there. Sure. And sometimes he'll just come, like he'll bring his friends. It's not like he's being forced like by his mom or something. He just that's comes cool. and he sits there with his friends, and I'm like, that's awesome. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. it's really awesome. I think well, at some point we've got to get, have him up on stage with us. And oh, yeah, play. for It'd sure, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, he would love that, man. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I had you. <laughs> yeah, right. So, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah. Talking of extracurricular activities, don't you make hot sauce? I do. That's yeah, pretty cool. It tells a bit about that. I'm so curious. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, I, <laughs> I love hot sauce. I'm obsessed yeah. With it. Um, I started growing peppers, uh, like habanero peppers, last year, and um, just didn't know what to do with them. I, and I tried a hard, for forever, like trying to figure out like the ratio to stuff. And then, like, mango season hit in my neighborhood. And my neighborhood has, like, a thousand mango trees. Right. And you just literally drop <laughs> everywhere. Like, you, I was walking my, my my son in his little stroller, pram, whatever, and uh, <laughs> just picking up these mangoes. And I was, like, reading about mango habanero. So that was kind of when I first started getting into it and then found this kind of perfect recipe of, like, vinegar to water to mango and then just started doing avocado, jalapenos. Then I did pineapple habaneros and... We sell them at shows and stuff. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's fun. I mean, yeah, it's just something for me it to do. It was always – it's funny. There's so many par- parallels that cracks me up. That was always something I wanted to do is sell my hot sauce at shows. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I've great. done the whole thing. I've made labels before and yeah. stuff. It's, and like Dylan, yeah. you know, Dylan from the Copper Tones, he, he does it too. And I, oh, he does? That's <laughs> oh, cool. yeah, man. He's, he does that in Fish Dip. And then as soon as it, big, yeah, yeah. Oh, he's got oh, his wow. whole line of stuff, you know. <laughs> they were on a couple of weeks ago. Yeah, they're, we saw they're cool yeah. guys, man. Yeah, yeah, they're great. Dylan's awesome. Yeah, Known him for years. He was in a band – uh, you probably remember them, Bungle the Box. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, they were probably around the same sick. time. They, they were, were great. Yeah. Yeah, and they were, that, that whole scene, it was like, you guys, Killbillies, Bungle the Box and us were always kind of in the same kind of Yeah, we played, do you remember we played that festival in Fort Lauderdale? Yeah. Um, thingy, Everyman was on it as well. Yes. Yeah, oh, in the right. parking lot there. Yeah, like they put that on, yeah. Yeah, yeah. And the Everyman were on top of the rafters and stuff. Like yeah, that. yeah. They were playing a fire blower. Yeah, it was nice. like, man, this is like too much for me, man. Yeah, totally. We, it was like all these kind of bluegrass bands like us, and then every man like just punking out. <laughs> yeah, it was sick. I love those guys. I've known yeah. Serge a long time. They were too. great. Yeah, totally. Are they still? They're still kind of doing. No, it. they're not. Um, Serge moved to, I think Gainesville, and um, and and the rest of the guys are doing different stuff. I don't know whether they're, they're you know planning on kind of. At one point, I was in them. I, oh, I did you? Yeah, I, I for about. Sick for about three months there. I played a couple of shows with them. I was kind of like sideman. You know, I was pl- I was doing like accordion and mandolin stuff like that, oh, kind of sideman stuff. It's awesome. Yeah, it was a really fun <laughs> little little period of time actually. Because I'd always like, you know, prior to moving here and and starting Kilbillies, um, I was in a 
punk rock band called Sonic, well, like a ska punk band called uh, Sonic Boom Six, and um, and so, and that's something I had done for ten years, for a long time before I came here, and so you know, when I I'd, I'd always kind of uh, kept my eye on the punk scene, and you know, the propaganda was like a home from oh, yeah, home yeah. for years and years, and that was where every man played probably the most often. Yeah, so, they, you were, know. they were great, man. They were put on a show for sure. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We ended, Killbillies ended up um, bumping into them on tour at one point. We both. We were in Kingston at the same time and played the same gig. It was cool. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing like each other though. We don't have that kind. No. Of, we don't have that kind of break the fourth wall crazy kind of punk. <laughs> <thing. Yeah. laughs> yeah. One fiddle player. Yeah, dude. He was just hanging off the rafters. I was like, Yeah, that's some crazy stuff. It's all badass, is it? Um, the bass player. I don't know if you did it at that gig, but have you seen it where um, people staple dollar bills to him? No, <laughs> that was what? like to one him. Their, yeah, it was one of their party pieces. Was their, I remember they did something with the bass. I feel like they were like lining on fire, like putting people underneath yeah. it, like a limbo thing. Yeah, it was crazy stuff. Uh, it was just crazy, man. Like, you, like they used to do this thing where he'd just walk around the crowd with a staple gun. <laughs> people would just be stapling dollar bills to him. I've never seen anything like it. In my oh life. my god! <laughs> yeah. Well, I've got to work on that one. Yeah, <laughs> totally. So. <laughs> <laughs> keep making the hot sauce, man. <laughs> <laughs> stick to the yeah. Oh, yeah, stick to the, stick to the hot sauce. sauce. I'd make yeah. more money. If you're going to branch out, fish dip. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not his fish, though. <laughs> no, no, no. Fish sticks with his fish. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, have you got any other uh, sort of plans in the pipeline? Any plans to go back to Ireland or anything like that? Not. Since, I mean, since COVID. I mean, I mean, what's going on with Ireland and COVID? Right Ireland's now? everything's like, open up again. Okay. Um, I think we had a thing where they couldn't come over. But now that's been lifted. So right. my, yeah, I know because my mom and dad are coming in uh, January. Yeah, so yeah. everything is pretty much wide open. Yeah. So hopefully summer. Summertime's the best time to go there. I mean, obviously, <laughs> but uh, like probably May to we've been every probably almost every month, and May wow. to like to September is beautiful. I mean, it's amazing, and it's tourist season. Yeah, it is the best. I mean, summer in you know in Ireland and the British Isles can yeah. just be beautiful because the rest of the year it rains so much. It's so green. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's like oh, insanely it's green. Yeah. yeah, I'm anxious to get back over there. I mean, we it's love the people there. It's just, it's so fun, and it, their people are so nice, and they appreciate music, especially American music. And and uh, you know, I hate breaking a tradition. Like 15 years in a row, we went. And then you miss a couple. It's hard to get it back sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah, it's hard to that. get that to work that back into the yeah. to the schedule. So hopefully, hopefully this summer, like you said, we'll try to get over there for a little bit. And, That's awesome. I'd love know. to pick your brains about that at some point because it'd be so for cool sure, to have yeah. Kilbillies get over there. Absolutely, yeah. love it. Yeah, like um, you know, it just seems like something that we need to get done. Me and Micah went to England. I think tw- I can't remember if it was once or twice. I think it was once because I think I went a couple of times on my own. But um, yeah, we did a, a, a Killbillies have toured in England, but it was just the, right when we started, and it was just a duo. Yeah, and um, it was fun, but it was kind of like all my contacts are like punk rock contacts, so it was kind of like <laughs> playing these kind of punk houses and squats and stuff like that, yeah. and a few venues. But you know, it wasn't really as much connected with like the folk scene. So from, yeah, from what I you know, just being in England so much, is that. Ireland just they love music like yeah. any kind of music they're just musical people yeah you know England's kind of like it's kind of a second thing you know like they're well, not I think really... it all got washed away with the industrial revolution I feel like because England does have a folk tradition it just got blasted away I, yeah I feel yeah. like you know it, in the late 19th early 20th century a little bit but um you know it does survive it there, there, there are there is a lot of folk in England and I think it gets a little bit overlooked 
there's folk clubs and there's you know horse dancers yeah 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 that I mean it is there it's just it can't compete with Ireland yeah you know? Ireland yeah they just they love they love all types of music yeah American bluegrass they love and yeah. so it's just like we, we literally will set up in a pub and just you know people just come pouring in everybody's gonna join into the the concert too which is great at the end of the night we just literally put our instruments down and like they just take over <laughs> that's like, awesome yeah. it's almost yeah, it's like, <laughs> just having a drink you're like, oh, oh that's so cool yeah we gotta do it yeah yeah for awesome. sure yeah, definitely yeah. if you guys went over there what would it be your instrument was guitar G- guitar bass, banjo, banjo and, and uh, yeah guitar bass and banjo yeah. who's playing yeah, banjo and you slide right in there you play anywhere with that lineup yeah. you know you can go to a pub and play acoustic and and uh, you know you, you, they would love it yeah, yeah. who's cool. playing banjo um, it's called James Galliano. Um, I don't know if you would have met him or not. He plays with a local punk rock band called Butch and the Fat Dudes and also with a band with Hector and um, Justin called Euphobia, which is like a uh, it's kind of like a, a, a strange sort of uh, experimental kind of like yeah. punky kind of rock project. It's really cool, actually. But uh, um, yeah, he's he, a cool guy. He doesn't do music necessarily as his main thing he runs a hair salon up in hope sound but uh you know like if you want something done ask a busy person it's kind of like that you know <laughs> he's got so much energy he Great just has it, enough yeah. enough to go around oh it's funny know? he's a he's, he's a bass player you know like yeah. that's where he started and then Picked you know what three three years ago or something you know and he plays he, five strings he's, he's playing yeah. banjo and i'm like what are you doing i'm gonna start playing banjo with killbillies and Okay. You yeah. Never touched a banjo in your life, and then yeah, he suddenly just worked hard at it, and he can do it now. Yeah. Like, yeah. And, which is nuts. He's because really banjo good. Is hard. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Really yeah, hard. Yeah. 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 Besides, he just he took to it like a duck to water. It's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. He's got like the right hands for it or something. I don't know. But, um, all right. Um, why don't we have you guys play a couple of tunes, and uh, I think I'm going to join you for one, right? Oh and, yeah. Uh, yeah, and then we'll uh, we'll come back and have a little chat about uh, what the songs are about. Cool. Gotta go run and hide Play away up 
take me to the river So dark, deep, and wide Yeah, take me to the river now So dark, deep, and wide Gonna build me right across it So I can be on the other side
Hang up your spurs in heaven, your job is done. Pour you a whiskey, now it's time for some fun. Grab you an angel and dance the do si do. We'll watch you ride them clouds as the wind blows. No need to plow the hay up in the sky. No need to herd them cattle, they just fly. No digging for poster laying long barbed wire. Have everything here your heart desires. Hang up your spurs in heaven, your job is done. Pour you a whiskey, now it's time for some fun. Grab you an angel and dance the do si do. We'll watch you ride them clouds as the wind blows. And drinks at the bush, sure they were fun. And buggy rides at the ranch in the evening sun. Now you're at them big pearly gates where it's happy hour all day with unlimited stakes hang up your spurs in heaven your job is done pour you whiskey now it's time for some fun grab you an angel and dance the do si do Watch you ride them clouds as the wind blows We sure miss that big goofy smile Heart of gold stretched a mile We know you are Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs.
Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs. Hang up your spurs in heaven. I don't need no fancy clothes. I don't need no drugs up my nose. I don't need no million dollar ball I don't need none of that at all Just need a woman to warm my bed Whiskey to warm my head Gonna pack my bags and head on down that Broward County line I don't need no fancy car I don't need no martini bar Won't find my flash in my door Sipping on a mojito, no, no, just need a woman to warm my bed, whiskey to warm my head, gonna pack my bags and head on down the Broward County line. Podcast Five Six One Music is brought to you um, by uh, Handlebars Bar and Grill. It is a biker bar up in Tequesta, which and Tequesta is um, just a tiny bit north of Jupiter, and um, the bar's located on US One, um, uh, right on the border of Palm Beach and Martin counties. It's a really cool spot. It's for bikers basically, um, but anyone's can come. And um, yeah, we got you know parking for cars on either side. If if people want to come who don't ride and just check out the vibe, um, it's really cool. So if you're going on like a Sunday ride or something like that, it's a perfect place to kind of ed- begin or end it or meet with your you know your your fellow biking buddies. And uh, the food's great. We're doing a, a new thing up there at the moment called uh, Full Throttle Pizza. The place is run. It was uh, reopened uh, by my father-in-law. Peter Pinello. I, I booked the music up there. We have a lot of bands play on Saturdays from 6 to 9, and we also do a bike night 
on the second Thursday of every month. And that's six to nine as well. Sometimes it goes a little bit later. But, um, yeah, it's a cool place. We've got great beers on tap and um, a whole bunch of different food. But, you know, right now the, the main focus is the, the pizza that we're doing. Um, so come and check it out. You know, we're, it's a, a, a really interesting place because it's, it's real locals and uh, a whole litany of characters. Very, very sort of interesting little spot. So, uh, yeah, come and hang out with us. You know, we're, we're open seven days a week and uh, it's a good time. All right, um, what do you got there, Hector? Uh, well, we are partnering with uh, Live Music Community, the place we're recording at now. Um, we're doing an event called Live and Get. It's Give I'm and sorry, Let Give. Give and Get Give. It's not Live. It's Give and Get Give. It's Give and Let Give. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Give and Let Give. Wow, I'm terrible at this. Um, <laughs> so that's why I usually let you talk, see? So it's uh, Sunday, December 12th. It's from 1 to 3. Uh, basically, it's a, uh, a music gear donation exchange and uh, and how it works is kids are going to get in free yeah um, musicians 18 and over are going to donate a piece of music gear to enter that's going to be their entry fee upon entry they'll get their pick of anything lmc has had donated or any gear brought in by another guest so the spirit of the event is to donate freely without any expectation of fair trade However, there is some amazing gear here already. They have guitars, basses, amps, drums, stands, pedals, tuners, and more stuff. And, of course, as more people give, um, there will be a lot more stuff. Um, So the idea is that to give your unused gear and uh, young musicians in need, uh, we'll we'll be able to pick up some of this stuff. It will inspire young musicians, local musicians, etc. Yeah, man. Um, You and I will be here uh, hosting and greeting guests. Um, Any uh, any kid who picks up a piece of gear will be able to actually try the gear out right here in the studio. Uh, LMC's own Yaz from Bryce Allen Band and Alex from Products of Rage are going to be here doing an open jam session. So if anybody wants to join in with that, uh, you know, they're welcome to. Um, so, yeah, man, basically you come in, you give a piece of gear, you, you can exchange it for something else, um, or you can just donate the gear. And the idea is to get this stuff into the hands of kids that need it and want it, and get inspired, and, and let's arm these kids with some instruments and stuff. Yeah, you know? absolutely. It's really cool. It, it, Justin had the idea, and as soon as he said it, I was on board. I just think it's yeah. such a nice idea. You know, like um, it, it's quite refreshing to sort of do something that isn't, you know, what can I get out of it? You oh, hundred percent. Like it's, it, I like the spirit of the thing. You know, well, everyone get, giving to each I other. I give you a perfect example. There's, uh, there's, there's some, there's some pretty incredible gear sitting out there in the hallway already. And I, yeah. and I asked him about some of it earlier before the show. And I was like, man, you know, is this some of the stuff you had, you know, around that you don't use? Why didn't, why didn't you sell it? Like you can get a couple hundred bucks for this. Or you can get a hundred bucks for that. And he's like, he's like, yeah, but why don't I give it to kids that could use it? And no, like, exactly, and that, yeah. and that's just that, like that right there was the whole point of the event. Like that's just an amazing thing. Um, and, and that's what he wants to do. He wants to get other people to get inspired, bring things in that they don't use anymore. Listen, if it's just, I have a couple of bases that are lying around that I do not use ever. I'm bringing them into the event. Right, exactly. You know? And it's nice that we're making this a live music community in more than name. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Actually, actually standing by the word. You know? 100%. 100%. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that'll be, a, that'll be a good event, and we'll be talking about it from now until then. Yeah, absolutely. So, yeah. All right, so... Um, that was great. Thanks so much for letting me sit in. That was a lot of fun. Yeah, man. Absolutely. It was great, except that third guy you had a mandolin. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so uh, could you tell us a little bit about what the songs are about? Yeah. Cool. 
The one that you played on was on uh, the other side. On the other side, yeah. Oh, what's it about? Heck, <laughs> I think I mentioned earlier it was kind of written out of necessity because we were getting into recording. And, yeah. and uh, at the time, I, w- I was recording the bass, and I'm not a bass player per se, so I had to keep it pretty simple. So uh, I was actually at Quiet Waters Park. I used to go out there when my when my lab was getting old. I would take him out there, and it would stimulate him to walk around all the scents yeah. and stuff. And I was sitting there playing guitar, and this girl went running by. And uh, I said hello, but she didn't even look at me to say hello or anything. She kept <laughs> kept running, you know. Yeah, right, right. And uh, she ran Smart up the path, job. and in the background there was the uh, the garbage dump out there on sample, off uh, of sample and power line there. Yeah. And um, and then the, I was sitting by a lake, so I just used those images and kind of put the three verses together. <laughs> you know, it, that don't mean when you see me, you got to go run and hide. She was running towards the mountain, which was the garbage dump. That's what I was <laughs> so I was and the, the mountain, take me the to the river was the lake, but the river sounded better in the song. Yeah, sure. And then there's another verse uh, uh, somewhere down the road, and there'll be nothing left to find. The only way to get there is leave everything behind. I guess that's for the listener, just to kind of fill in the blanks with whatever you want to, yeah, you know, yeah. you know. I got to say, whoever decided to call those roads sample and power line did not have a poetic bone in their body. It's a sample of a road. We'll, yeah. put, we'll put the real one in later. The one that spins me out is Jog. That's such a jog, weird name yeah. for a road. Um, anyway, what, what was I, the I, next Hey, I, I live off of it. Uh, we did uh, Hang Up Your Spurs in Heaven, I think. Yeah, yeah that was. I wrote that. That was beautiful. 2019, my buddy uh, Clay Humphreys from Fort Pierce, he... He has like a two thousand acre um, property out in uh, Fort, like Fort Pierce, between Fort Pierce and Okeechobee, and so we would go out there as a band, and like we even took the Irish guys, Hermitage Green, took them out there on these huge buggies. Like they've never seen anything like that, you know? Yeah, <laughs> these Irish guys. First of all, there's a huge swamp buggy, and then there's just like they can shoot guns. Like, yeah, like they're like, yeah. they're like, this is insane. The first time you shoot a gun when you come over, yeah. it's exhilarating. Yeah, I know, dude. Yeah. They were so excited. Anyway, yeah. but. Um, he passed away in 2019, kind of tragically, and oh, nice. um, it was right around my birthday. So it was the 21st of July he passed away. My birthday is the 24th. And then we had a gig, um, an awesome gig in Colorado. Yeah. It was right before John Prine's show. It was supposed to be John Prine, but he canceled. So, But anyway, it was Tedeschi Trucks. And so we had this awesome gig, that, and we'd already booked the thing. I was talking to his mom and his dad, and you know they were like, you know, the service is going to be here, and I was like, oh, you know, I have, I had to make the difficult decision. I was like, what am I going to do? And she was like, oh, you have to go play, like right. you have to go play in Colorado. Like Clay would, and Clay actually, we were in Ireland one year, and he surprised us in in Ireland in oh, Galway, in, in Galway, oh, with a big cowboy hat on. Oh, yeah, dude, this guy comes in like yeah. spurs on his <laughs> heels, like he was a he was a cowboy. Right. Yeah, yeah, that's what he did for a living. Yeah, he surprises in in Ireland, you know, so the whole band knows him. He's a legend. All the Hermitage guys know him, you know, he's just, but uh, so she's like, oh, he would be so upset if he didn't go to play your gig. And so like, I was like, well, what can I do to like, so I kind of wrote that song and I recorded like on, not an iPhone, uh, my iPhone, but like kind of a little bit better. And uh, I just threw it to him to to do it at the service and right. and then we played it in Colorado too so I felt like that kind of was my you know little tribute kind to of him, tribute to him but, uh, yeah that's, yeah, that's, that's nice. just kind of what he would be doing up in heaven just you know grabbing an angel and doing the dosy do you know yeah, it's a really lovely song thanks man yeah and then uh, like you said you know I brought it to the guys there wasn't really an ending you know and then they brought the ending to it you know 
So it's like you say, it's a collaboration always. You yeah, know? that was a cool idea too. I like where it speeds up a little bit and yeah, it has, like, goes a bit more bluegrassy yeah. kind of thing. That's yeah. cool. I like yeah, it. that's what, and I think Marissa was the one. Your fiance was like, it needs something there because mm-hmm. you know? yeah. we had that slow ending and it just people didn't know if it was done yet. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was just kind of like. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, and then the other one was Broward County Line. Broward County oh, that's Line. That's a good time. That was cool. Yeah, um, our old banjo player Dave. He he came up with a hook, uh, whiskey to warm my woman to warm my bed, whiskey to warm my head, and uh, I think that's all we had. And he brought it over, and uh, and I think he said Mason County Line. He was picturing Mason jars or something like that. And I was like, Well, we live in Deerfield Beach. We're at the Broward County Line, and yeah, him go. and I both lived in. Boca before Palm Beach County, right over the, you know, the next county up, so and so you know, then I'm like, you know, what, let's just write about us, man. This is what we know, and you know, Boca, you know, things are a little different in there from Palm Beach County than Broward. You know, um, yeah, I don't need no fancy clothes, I don't need no yeah. drugs up my nose, million dollar ball, that kind of stuff, fancy car, martini bar, you know, yeah, cool. <laughs> I like it. So yeah, so it's kind of like a little bit about the difference between the two. Yeah, sure. I yeah. see. I get it. Yeah. Yeah, that's awesome. And I, I think actually there's, you know, taking something that's kind of like almost, you know, there's some there's some uh, sort of country or bluegrass kind of cliches and then and then sort of twisting it so that it's about kind of where yeah, where you're sure, from. Yeah. Right. Like I've done that before in songs. I wrote I wrote a song called High on 95 that's kind of like that. Right. <laughs> um, and that's yeah, what yeah. Tyler, Tyler Childress was, you know, his latest album, he was just saying about country music taking the props out of it and just being real you know take the tractors yeah. out take all the solo Word. cups that's just, what just <laughs> drives me nuts is yeah. yeah all that stuff like just I, take the take the melodies that they created but just talk about like like you said talk about stuff. being high on 95 or something you know? yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> no totally that i always say when people sort of ask me you know if i like country or not I always say I do like do like it, but I just don't like country that's like about country, right? You know, like that. Like, I, I really like, I really like country music that uh, good songwriting when yeah. you know we're telling a story or whatever. But as soon as it's kind of like, um, you're right, exactly. Just talk, you know, dirt roads. What, what yeah. you were saying, yeah, you know, tractors props. and your yeah, truck. So he and all that what he said, well, they put the props before the play now. Oh, so, like, yeah. you know, these, these songs are about, you know, solo cups and getting drunk on a plane. And those were always to add to your story. There was supposed to be a story yeah. there, like a murder or a heartbreak or, you know, whatever it might be, you know. And yeah. they're missing that story and yeah. they just have all the props, you know. Yeah. It's like – and it takes it takes the same out of it for me. I wouldn't be too into it, you know. And yeah. even when someone asks you, do you play country? Like, you don't know what they mean. You know, you mean, yeah. you mean a George Jones, you know, heartbreak ballad or do you mean solo cups, you know? Yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> it's, it's hard to, yeah, yeah. you know. It sounds like we're on the same page with that. That's why when uh, people ask you what kind of music do you play, you always have to consider who's asking, you know. Like yeah. if it's a, you know, it's something like this where your yeah. listeners might be music fans you know you could say oh, okay america celtic pub grass and they might get it you know i was t- or, I, t- I told hector about the pub grass thing because it kind of quite accurately describes us as well and someone might say bluegrass and then you're like well bluegrass to them the bluegrass to some people is like oh, you know man, the, we would be they would laugh us off the face of the earth well, it's very specific I, it's like quite a snobby at risk of insulting people and i don't mean it in a bad way it's quite a elitist scene you know yeah. it's like oh, this sure. is bluegrass and nothing oh, well, we just went through that this weekend where 100%. where there was we were on the bluegrass stage it was three stages and we were on the bluegrass stage per se at this festival and it was 
quite legitimately like a bluegrass act on there. And there was another bluegrass act on there. And and Ben was like, that's what a bluegrass act is, you know? And he's like, we're going to like shock these, these guys Mm -hmm. when we get up there. I mean, they, and they loved us. I mean, they they absolutely loved us, but we were were not bluegrass, but like, I always just assumed, you know, like, okay, well, we're a bluegrass band. We're not, we're not a bluegrass band. After this weekend, I I realized we're not a bluegrass band. I mean, look at a band like Green Sky Bluegrass. They got bluegrass in the name. But yeah. they do kind of like earthy, kind yeah. of psychedelic jams, grooves, you know, kind of like Railroad Earth or something like that. So to some people, that's what bluegrass is. Yeah. And and yeah. other people, they want to hear like the high lonesome sound, like, yeah. you know, the, like the, um, you know, Bill Monroe. And, and, yeah. and to some people, bluegrass is just, is uh, you know, if they have an upright bass or as they say, cello. Uh, if you have a cello, you're automatically bluegrass. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, we showed up to South, the South Florida Bluegrass Association, had us come out there a couple of times. And, you know, we show up and we have OJ with us with, with the cajon. And they're like, oh, you can't be on stage. It's not a, it's not a bluegrass instrument. And we're like, well, you hired us. You know, like this is, this, is, this is what we have to give you. And they always, you know, we do, like you said, you blow them, you know, they kind of like shooken up a little bit. But they get to it yeah. in the end. Yeah, but yeah. it's just funny how they have that, like you said, that elitist thing. Like they see a cajon and they're just like, no, you can't. And it's like, no. He's part of our band. You hired us, like yeah, this is yeah, what we're doing. yeah. The feet drums can be a bit contentious with us, <laughs> yeah, but you know, we're, we're. I mean, I'm you know not to go on about it or anything, but I'm English, so immediately it's it's not traditional bluegrass because I'm an English guy. Yeah. So you know, it's like I I think you know just from that alone, it's like they're not going to hire us, assuming we sound like Appalachian music, you know, because because the voice sounds different. But um, yeah, all right. But why don't we take a look at your violin? It's a it's a pretty cool one, five string one. Yeah, there can you is. tell us a bit about it? Um, yeah, so my uncle Billy um, made this. Uh, I think probably uh, in 2010, so it's you know, over 10 years old. But uh, it's kind of cool. So it's got like this kind of mandolin style fingerboard. If yeah. you can kind of see. Um, first of all, because I'm not good enough to be up that high, <laughs> right. so I don't need that extra little bit. Right. And then. Uh, He's got asymmetrical sides, uh, and if you look at the scroll, you can't really see it from this angle. But oh, I see the asymmetrical sides now. Yeah, yeah. yeah so yeah, like yeah. you have the C bouts usually on all the sides. Yeah. So he did that, and so the top is spruce, and the sides and back are rosewood. So usually a fiddle is spruce and maple. Right. That's kind of the the thing, and then the the five string. So it's, it has a low C string, like a cello and a viola. Yeah. And then um, we had Carl on talk. Carl Schmidt on talking about his violin. He has the low string too. Yeah, it's all yeah. the low string. And then um, the rosin and dust is just from me being lazy. <laughs> and then it has the LR bags uh, pickup in it, which is right through the kind of goes through this bridge. But my uncle Bill's been building them for about I don't know, like maybe ten years. He's been like ten, twelve years. And then Lindsay Pruitt from the John Stickley Trio. Um, she lives in Na- uh, Asheville. Right. And she plays one of his fiddles, and she's one of the best of the business right now. So wow. it's kind of he's been kind of taken off with it. So um, he he makes these professionally now, does he? Uh, no, he's just kind of retired, so he kind of does them. Knocks them out. Fun. Uncle but Billy yeah. makes everything. He, he makes everything. He makes, he makes sailboats and planes. No joke. Wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, he's pretty pretty yeah. amazing. Built his house. Um, yeah, he's he's incredible. And he's an amazing electric guitar player, like I told you earlier. Yeah. So the, is that on your mother's side? Yeah, it's yeah. just weird that why wouldn't he want to make guitars? But he just loves fiddles. He loves the tone woods and like trying yeah. to figure it all out. And he's experimented with walnut and cedar and all sorts of stuff. And uh, this one, he did a koa one, which was awesome. But this one, I love the rosewood because um, 
your acoustic guitar, do you have like a, is it rosewood or mahogany? My acoustic guitar is, um, I think, is it some kind of blonde wood? I guess it's like maple or something. Maple. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so like the D28 is usually rosewood, like the Martin. Yeah. And so he just wanted to kind of go with that and... It's really warm sounding. It's really cool. That's it's yeah. super cool. Yeah. I love the fact you have family member who makes instruments. My, <laughs> yeah, it's pretty my, lucky. Yeah, right? my uncle went <laughs> went to uh, cabinet making school to learn how to make instruments. I don't think he ended up. I think he had, like well, I, I, at least a lot of his friends because he's in this. I think you get a kick out of these guys. He's in a band called Blowzabella, and it's like um, it's like European folk music. Sometimes it sounds a bit like klezmer music. It's oh, sort uh, of like dance yeah, music, yeah. but it's all, all for that kind of square dancing stuff. That's um, crazy. Yeah, it's really awesome. And that's, you know, you were saying you 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 sort of grew up in your dad like Celtic music and stuff. The reason I got into it at an early age was through my uncle. You know, he yeah. was 100% why I wanted to play folk music. But it's, it is Celtic music, but not in the way that you think of Celtic music. It's kind yeah. of European Celtic music, you know, it Very sounds nice. quite yeah. different. That explained the hurdy-gurdy. Yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I was so obsessed with this hurdy. There's, there's this hurdy. If anyone wants to hear incredible hurdy-gurdy playing, listen to <laughs> Nigel Eaton is his name, E-A-T-O-N. He's just the bee's knees, takes the cake on that thing. He's insane. He's like a virtuoso. You've never heard anything like it in your life. And so I always thought the hurdy-gurdy was the coolest thing in the world. And my first big tattoo, as a result, is a hurdy-gurdy. <laughs> That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, all right. So, yeah. Uh, what gigs you got coming up? Uh, we just played the Farm to Grass Festival last weekend. I'm so jealous. We really wanted to play that. <laughs> great, oh, great time up there. Fun, yeah. yeah, you guys got another one in there in, in February. You know. so. Yeah, yeah. And I, then I did speak to him. I think cross fingers we might get in there for that one. Yeah. I'm trying to think. Of, oh, we're playing uh, the Lake Worth Bonfire. Oh, cool. um, the Friday after um, Thanksgiving, right? So and that one's really cool. They just, I mean, they put they make the biggest pit on the on the right beach, on Lake Worth Beach, yeah. and we play oh, up above. Awesome. So that's probably our next big one with the full when band. When is that? The twenty seventh, I believe. It's the, the Friday after, after the day yeah. after Thanksgiving. Oh, cool! Sounds badass. Yeah. That's gonna be great. Yeah. So what we got going on? Um, I'm not playing at Grandview Market on Thursday anymore, but um, on Friday. Friday. So Shay's, isn't it? That's your birthday. birthday. It's your birthday. Yeah, yeah. So we're going to have a party down at O'Shea's from 9 to 1 if anyone wants to come yep. down. And Everyone's invited. Shots are on, bed. That'd be so unfair. Don't even drink and have to buy everyone shots. That'd be the worst. And then on The worst so birthday ever. Yeah. Then on Saturday, um, my scar punk band no name scar band we're playing um that bark back festival which is the festival yeah. that spread the dub put on yep. every year they didn't do it last year because of covid but they try and do it every year and it is really cool and it's for a good cause um you know it's for a dog's home to raise money for a dog's home peggy adams yeah it, yeah, yeah. It goes to peggy adams which is a which is a really awesome place it's been around here for a really long time it's done a lot of good stuff for for dogs and animals as a whole, so yeah, so it's, loads, all, it's awesome. They're making the guys do that. Loads of people who've been on this podcast are playing it. We've got Sierra Lane's on it, Victoria Lee's on it. Nice, and um, my old friend Micah Scott's playing it. A bunch of people are playing yeah. it. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. There's a I ton think of people. Sons of a Tradesman, Spread the Dub, yeah. and uh, No Name Scarband managed to squeeze away on somehow. I don't know how, but it's pretty cool. <laughs> and um, <laughs> and then on uh, Sunday, I'm playing at Frigates. Okay, uh, yeah, from. Uh, Five to uh, seven. Where's that at? It's in North Palm. Okay. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I think that just about covers all the gigs. Got anything else gigs-wise you want to talk about? Every Sunday we're at Tim Finnegan's. 
Oh, that's Delray. a cool place. Yeah, we've been uh, doing a lot of weekly gigs as a as a four thirty. Um, it's really cool. I like an Irish set that we do. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. That's a cool spot. Shout we out to Lisa. Sing, uh, yeah. <laughs> we won't sing black and tans. I promise. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, I tell you what, I couldn't shake the way that made me feel after he spoke to me about it for like a week. No, yeah, yeah. yeah my yeah. uncle probably would do the same thing, and my dad if I yeah. sang that song. <laughs> and to be honest with you, it's completely understandable, and it yeah. kind of taught me a lesson. So, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. Anyway, th- thank you so much for coming on. Yeah, Thanks for having us. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. See you soon. I hope this has been awesome. Great. Cool. Maybe we'll catch you on your birthday. Yeah. (laughs) Peace out.